Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Breakfast with Mark Bigley and Jared Walsh. Tire Power. Big brands better buy sale on now. 25% off selected Falcon passenger and SUV tires. Quarter past eight on SENSA Breakfast. Adelaide United have a big match coming up this weekend facing Sydney FC, which um, games are now becoming must-win games before a doubleheader at home against the Western Sydney Wanderers. Um, A lot of home games coming up. We're looking forward to the 9th of March where the Pride match will be played between Adelaide United and Melbourne Victory. It's been a really big month of January and we thought we would get the CEO, Nathan Cosimino, on the line to tell us more. Good morning to you, Nathan. Um, as we mentioned, it's a big month coming up for the club. Morning, guys. Yeah, it is. There's um, <clears throat> we, we've um, just had a, just gone through a big month, and now um, on the field we need to uh, start getting results, as you alluded to, Jared. So uh, the women have had a couple of good ones now. That the men have, um, they probably should have had a win last week, and there's, there's a few should have over the last month on the field. But hopefully, we've turned a bit of a corner. Fully stocked at the moment. I think almost all of our players are back from injury, so uh, there's really no excuses to, to bank a few wins uh, through the back end of Feb. Before we kind of drill down on uh, where the club's at at the moment, I wanted you to say a, a couple of words on Joe Gauci, um, Alexander Popovich. I mean, it's been outstanding to farewell some really deserving players to get their opportunities overseas, and it, it's allowed us to bring back some players, but to... It's quite surreal to have a look on social media yesterday and see a photo of Joe Gauci wearing the colours of Aston Villa. Yeah, the two two um, two two bigger ticket moves in, in uh, the window were obviously Joe and Popper and then and Stephen Hall. You know, say say bigger ticket. Stephen Hall also went to a Premier League club um, in Brighton, um, but it's no coincidence that uh, Popper and um, and Joe have been uh, with us for a long time and have, have worked really hard. They're probably two of the hardest working players in the squad and it's it's sort of testament to the fact that the talent will get you you so far but the commitment of those guys to their craft is um second to none and uh it was uh <clears throat> look i won't say both of them we're, we're not in a bit of angst obviously around the movement of players but the reality is that um this is the world we live in we weren't proactively trying to to move anyone on in january but this is what happens you have aston villa come knocking and for popper it was a really good opportunity. He was keen to go, and um, you know, all of a sudden, um, you've got two boys um, making moves in in England and in Korea. So, uh, yeah, really good for those two. Um, Joe, in particular, to go to the Premier League is um, is just rewards for probably three years of hard work. But particularly over the last twelve months, since he made his Socceroos debut, which he was kind of on the fringes of at the time, we didn't know whether he'd get picked or not. But I think he's a fully fledged Socceroo now, which is again testament to Joe and, and all the effort he's put in off the field. One of the things that a lot of people don't realise is the depth of the goalkeepers. We we speak about Joe Gauci and Stephen Hall, but then Ethan Cox makes his way in to be second choice. James Elianov was um was recruited to be the number one keeper anyway. So it's a, a blessing in disguise, really. There's just so much talent that Eugene Galakovic has to work with. 
Yeah, we knew on the keeper front, we, we've been planning for Joe's departure for, for probably 18 months, if, if we're honest. Um, not proactively, but we needed to make sure that we had backups in place because uh, we knew we'd go eventually. Um, and, and, and the beauty of that is just, as we had James, who, who was the number one, um, dislocated his, his shoulder a couple of years ago. Joe got his chance and then and then never looked back. So and then young Coxie waiting in the wings, also an underage national team keeper. As you say, Eugene's um, blessed with options. So we've always had depth in, in the keepers and the last um, little period's been no different. So we're quite comfortable, albeit we've lost um, arguably the best keeper in the country. We've got, uh, you know, in James and Ethan, we've got, we've got um, good understudies ready to step in. Um, Nathan, we've had a number of text messages from fans that are a little bit um, upset or disgruntled in the fact that it looks like, and, and this is just in sort of more recent times, that the the development and selling off of the players is is potentially the new model for the club to to, uh, to sustain itself, and and that may come at the cost of trying to to chase championships. What would you say to those loyal fans that have been with the club and are, are frustrated because they see young talent develop but but leave before they see the real fruits of their labour? Yeah, well, it's not... The, the strategy is not to, to sell players and make money. The, our strategy is to produce good players and, and some of them will go overseas. Quite a few of them will likely end up being decade-long Adelaide United players. But but the reality is, as I said before, is when you operate in a, in a global market, you produce good players. Um, players want to achieve more and they want to move on to bigger and better things and also clubs are going to come come knocking so with, with the movements in this window we weren't proactively um, we don't shop anyone around we're not out there trying, trying to move on players you know knocking on doors of Premier League clubs and have a look at this bio um, it's almost in every instance I think of a player that's moved here in the last couple of years there's been clubs coming to us saying we want this guy he's really good so um, <clears throat> it's the the, the, the reality of, of of world football and, and we need to balance that. So we can't be, you know, offloading half a squad and then, and then um, compromising our A-League aspirations because that's ultimately why we exist is, is to be successful in the A-League. So, um, and there's going to be times where, <clears throat> where more players go out and, and, and there's going to be also times where we recruit more heavily. This off season is probably going to be one where we transition a little bit. We bring a lot of players in. So the balance will always be there, but I understand the frustration of, the fans that uh, that uh, you know, sort of your heroes, and Joe in particular, as a as a um, local boy, well known in local clubs, you know that one day he's here, the next he's gone. But um, that's just something we need to be able to manage um, from a squad perspective. You must be pretty impressed, though, to see that the local players are uh, having an impact. We see Giuseppe Bovolino getting consistent starts. Um, Patagiannis Kikiata scoring his his first goal in um, his only second start at home for Adelaide United. So. The, the depth of South Australian footballers um, is really impressive. Yeah, and that's what we always spruik. And, and, and the reality is there's only 11 spots on the field. And you sort of get some that will want us to have 11 marquees and you want others that we don't promote enough young South Australian talent. You know, it, it's getting the balance right, which is which is the tough part. And then even a popper leaving... Hannah has been doing really well. He had an injury in the off-season, but the last couple of months, speaking to the coaches, like he's... he's Fit and raring to go, and Carl, true to his word, uh, said, "No, you know what? I'm going to give him a crack. So throw him in there, see how he goes. You know, now he's got two games under his belt. Um, and that'll be the same with others. We'll, we'll give them opportunities, and, and, and they'll become um, 
hopefully, you know, fully fledged professionals. And that's where I think we've been successful in producing players because we give them the opportunity at a younger age. They're not they're not playing in in uh, the NPL or sitting on the bench. They're, they're getting um, A League minutes. You know, Johnny Yale is an example. Nesta been playing since oh, fifteen. Mm. You know, they've got fifty fifty odd games under his belt. Nesta's only just turned eighteen. So um, <laughs> that's our that is our model. You know, that, that we will give young kids a chance. Um, but as I said, we, it's incumbent on us to get that balance right and make sure we're not playing a squad of under 20s. We've got to have the likes of Isis, Harvey Lopez, Hiroshi, Halloran, more kiddo, you know, those sort of senior boys. You know, there's a couple of hundred games under the belt. We need them to mentor them. And um, we think we've got the balance right. We just haven't been able to get the results in, in recent times. Nathan Cosmeta joining us on SENSA Breakfast. We appreciate your time.